Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. We are talking all about entrepreneur finances, accounting, money, all the things today. And before I bring on my fabulous guest, I just want to introduce you to her. Her name is Danielle Hayden, and she is a reformed corporate CFO, which is a chief financial officer who is on a mission to help rule-breaking female entrepreneurs understand their numbers so they can gain the confidence needed to create sustainable profits. After spending 10 plus years in the boardroom as a corporate finance officer, Danielle is now in her sweet spot as the owner of Kickstart Accounting Inc., where she helps business owners with bookkeeping, financial analysis, and education. And as the author of the Profit Planner book series, uh, she is helping so many entrepreneurs with their finances. When Danielle isn't crunching numbers on her client's behalf or crafting the next iteration of the profit planner, you can find her hanging with her two kids as she inspires them to lead their fullest lives or doing any and almost every fitness related activity, ranging from Spartan racing to Pilates. You are a busy woman. Welcome Danielle to the show. (laughs) Thanks for having me here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. So before we jump in, I'm going to do an icebreaker question. Uh, and then we're going to kind of jump into accounting finances. You also said you're a Spartan racer. That'll be super fun to talk about. Uh, so my question is, what is your favorite cookie or cookie memory? Yeah. So it's really funny. It's butterscotch oatmeal cookies are my favorite cookies and almost nobody likes them except for me. So when I make a batch, it's literally like my batch of cookies for me and only me. <laughs> I, I make a certain one like that for Christmas and no one likes them. I'm like, well, this is for me then. Yeah. Yeah. At least I know that nobody else likes them. So I'm like, I feel like them. And I'm like, you know what? That's even better Then my kids won't steal them before I ever even get a bite. That's right. And then you can make them the way you like them too, and not have to worry about someone complaining about that. They're too soft or too hard or Oh, amen. Yes. I can never like, there's never a consensus in the house. No, yes, this was good. So it's just like all about me when I make them. Absolutely. And so you're a mom, you have two kids, right? So how old are they? 16 and 12. Fun. I'm in the earlier stages with my kids, but I'm sure that, and they have opinions. My kids are very much, they'll tell me if they like it, don't like it. So I'm assuming your kids do the same. Oh yeah. This age is not fun. Um, they are opinionated about everything. Oh, uh, so yeah. Yeah. At 16, you don't do very much right as a mother. <laughs> oh, so we have something to look forward to then. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, let's jump into a little bit. So, um, well, before we get into your finances, let's, let's talk a little bit about your background and where you are coming in from. You said you were in Ohio, uh, earlier when we talked prior yes. to being on the air guys. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family? Yeah. Um, so interesting. I, 
daughter really young and I was working in corporate finance and I don't feel like this story is um, like an anomaly, right? It's, it's a pretty um, traditional story. I was um, working long hours, had a long commute through traffic. I, my son was in daycare. Um, my daughter was, um, she was in an after-school care program and I went to go pick her up one day and the lady said to me, who are you? And I said, I'm her mother, like, give me my kid. And she's like, <laughs> right. She's like, well, I'm going to need to see your ID. And I'm like, um, okay, this is, this is the moment, right. That everyone's like, I had a moment. I, I need to leave corporate. And that was my moment, um, that I was, I was, I was missing things. And, um, you know, not that, not to say that now having my own business and being able to live my passion and purpose that we don't still miss things, right. Cause there's no perfect balance, but I'm home and I'm closer to home. And when I wake up every, every morning, when I miss things is for my business and not somebody else's business. So sure. like, I know sure. I'm going to miss my son's basketball game this week and that's fine. He's, he's okay with it. I'm okay with it, but it's because I know that I am helping other entrepreneurs. I'm doing something uh, purposeful in the world. I'm excited to do this and show up rather than working in corporate America where I'm making the investors and the board of directors rich upon rich. And I'm, and I'm missing that game for somebody else's initiative. 100%. I remember it's, it's interesting because you also have no control over a business that you work for so they could sell it. They could do whatever they want and you have to just go with it or leave so when you have your own business, you can create your own destiny. Yeah. And I can treat people how I want to be treated. You know, um, we, we have a, we have a, a staff of accountants that work with us at Kickstart Accounting and, you know, not only do I get to wake up empowered every day, but I think they get to wake up empowered every day. They know that they're doing something meaningful and that each and every one of them, since we all work from home, get to um, have that work-life balance and be there for their families as well. So I'm not just enjoying this, but I'm also giving my team members that same purpose-driven passion and flexibility that they need to be able to live the lives that, that they want. So not only do I get to the opportunity and entrepreneurs succeed, but I also get to see that within my, with my own team as well. That's awesome. I mean, that's the great culture to have as you know, a business owner and something that's important all around when you're trying to work because you have to work, you have to make money, you have to earn a living. And so you want to enjoy what you do as much as you can, if you yeah. have the luxury to do that. Right. Yeah. And so kickstart accounting. So you help female entrepreneurs with their finances. And so I'm actually very interested because this is one of my weak points. Uh, I'm learning a lot about finances right now. Uh, I'm in the middle of a divorce. So I'm learning very, very uh, detailed things about it. And also yes. I've never really had to do the finances on my business side of things because he always handled it or our accountant did. And so I think it's super important to educate yourself and also have someone that really knows what they're doing guide you as well. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, I think we all have a money story, a money experience, um, whether it be good or bad. And then we carry that into entrepreneurship. So when we go to start a business, if you saw your mom, right. That, or that your dad always paid the bills and managed the, the, the finances and that your mom wasn't good at, at money, 
all of a sudden you're taking that story into being a business owner, or maybe it's not something that you've had to deal with ever before in your life. And so when you, when you step into your business, you have a narrative around, I'm not good with money, or I, I always spend all the money that I have, or um, I'm too scared to spend money in my business because mm. I'm afraid I'm going to spend all of it. Right. So whatever it might be, we all come into business with the story and and that's okay. Like, like what I'm saying is that we're all coming in with our own story and it's just working through that story because we all have it. And we can't just say, oh, I'm not a numbers person, so I don't have to do it because no matter what, you have a responsibility to your kids, your clients, your vendors, everybody in order to, to know your finances. Absolutely. And I actually lack in that space. Just I money again, scares me. I'm not familiar with it. So it it makes me uncomfortable. I don't feel like I know what I'm talking about. So I completely resonate with, with one of those stories that you, you say some people come in with. And so, uh, I've been in many, many women's groups and there's consistently those questions like about taxes and what's a write-off and what, um, what, what is a traditional growth, amount per quarter for a new business. So all of those things, do you help with that? And what do you think is the most important, uh, tool for someone like as an entrepreneur to, to learn first? Yeah. So I think the most important tool for an entrepreneur first is to start to listen to their money narrative, right? So you can acknowledge I'm, this makes me uncomfortable, and, and then I have to do it anyway, because it's part of business. Um, and then I, I think the most important tool is having a system for, for tracking. Um, because so many entrepreneurs are not money people, right? Or finance people, they, they don't have a system for tracking or they're the cash balance uh, checkers, right? So, ah. okay, I checked my cash balance this morning. I still have money. I'm still in business. <laughs> right. And- I want you to have a tool past the daily cash balance tracking. I want you to have um, your business and your personal finances completely separate so that you can track what's business, what's personal. That's going to completely shift your mindset. Um, and, and knowing that you are, you are a business and, and taking, taking yourself serious and really, uh, and from the IRS perspective, they want to see it separate. So all the way around separating that business and personal finances. And then I know this is going to sound really scary for people and I don't mean to scare you, but having a tracking system like QuickBooks or wave um, there's zero is another one, but having some type of system in which you're putting in all of your income and expenses, it doesn't mean you have to set it up or manage it yourself. Um, there, there are other help opportunities out there, but you have to have some type of system in place. Otherwise you'll never get comfortable with your numbers and never be able to make those strong business decisions that you need to answer every other question. So all those other questions that you ask, like, right. Is this a tax write-off, right? Do I have enough in tax savings? Well, how much do I need to save for taxes? Uh, am I paying myself enough? Um, what should I, how much should I be growing? Where am I spending my money? Like you can't answer any of those other questions until you have the system in place. And so do you recommend other than just maybe a QuickBooks, like Bank of America, for instance, has a tracking system like on their, on their app, but, um, 
again, I've never used it. I know about it. So, um, something like that as well. Or, I mean, I do use QuickBooks. I, I did get into that and it's very, very helpful. I have an, a, an assistant that helps me with it because I do know that there's certain things that I just can't do. And so it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to hire someone to help plug in numbers or even just keep up with it for you. And then you review it later. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. It's okay to ask for help. So as entrepreneurs, I think so much of so many of us we're wearing all the hats and we're doing so much in our homes when we're doing so much in, in our business. And we're wearing so many different hats that you're like, I ask for help. I have to do it all. And I'm not sure why we feel like we have to have this narrative around that. Um, the, one of the best lessons I ever learned in business was that it's okay to ask for help. And actually, instead of, instead of hiring somebody I have to manage, let me actually hire somebody who's the expert so that they can tell me if I'm doing this right or wrong. I can lean on them for advice. I can know that they're doing things effectively, efficiently, on time, and accurately. So not just hiring help, but hiring the, the right help who you can, you can lean on. Um, so yes, there are tools like your bank app or Mint. Um, there are some free tools like that. However, um, you, we we use QuickBooks online for every single one of our clients. And the reason I'm going to say money mindset again, because when you start to uh, put yourself in the systems that you need in order to grow your mindset shifts, you're never going to be able to get long-term support out of your bank app, right? You're not going to be able to ask your bank app, what are my spending trends year over year? Should I hire somebody? Sure. Um, right? What are my loan balances? Did, did I apply for PPP? Um, you know, what are, what, you know, it's going to give you your cash balance, but it's not going to show you your income growth. So systems like QuickBooks, Wave, or Zero, they're going to be able to give you the robust reporting that you need long-term. I'm not saying you're going to need every report today, but long-term you'll use these reports to help you answer all those questions again. Right. So it's really important. I always harp on this too, is utilizing the tools that you are purchasing or even like on your phone. Like I always say, like utilize the technology, put the do not disturb on, use the alarm clock and the reminders, use the tools that we have. So if you are investing in like a QuickBooks or some sort of uh, software, then you can really go in there and utilize the reporting, utilize all the tools that it's providing you, you're paying for it and really get to know it. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, one of the most common things that we hear from our clients, um, we, you know, I'm bringing in all the, I'm bringing in money, but I don't know where all my cash is going, right? Like where did my cash go? And so when we start to look at the expenses and owner's draws, one area that we see a lot of entrepreneurs um, really have a lot of expenses is subscriptions because nah. it's easy to sign up for $5, $10, $15, $25. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, where, why is so much of my money? Yeah, we do this really fun. Yes, I'm an accountant. So I call it, consider it fun. <laughs> um, it's called percent of sales. And so it takes all of your expense categories and it says, all right, I'm spending 20% of my revenue in paid advertising. I'm paying, you know, 10% of my revenue in operation subscriptions. So like Zoom or 
HoneyBook or, you know, like those types of those types of things um, that you have to use. Yeah. But how much of your income is going to that? Right. So when you put it in that perspective, it's like, whoa, 10%. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm using all these or, you know, paid yeah, advertising. Yeah. Whoa, 20%. Holy crap. Let me, let me find out, like, do I really need all these subscriptions or all this advertising? Am I getting a return on them? Or are those subscriptions or those, those things doing the same thing? I literally just closed out a bunch of subscriptions that I had. I was just like, am I really using this? Is there something else that could be better? And so I felt so much better after like canceling a lot of them. Cause it was like, yeah. I wasn't using, using it or I had it with the intentions of using it never did. Cause I like changed paths or changed, you know, pivoted. And so not forgetting about them. So going into like your phone and looking at your actual subscriptions for the apps that you like $3, $4, $6, $10, it all adds up. Or an app historically didn't do have a functionality and now it does. Right. So right. just duplicate, duplicate effort. So yeah, that's something that we usually send to our clients on a quarterly basis is all right, here's all the subscriptions that you, that you have. Are you actually using all these subscriptions? Should you be cutting back anywhere? So who is your ideal client for kickstart? So we work with mostly, mostly women entrepreneurs who are in growth mode. Um, these are entrepreneurs who are wearing all of their hats, all the hats of the business. And they know that that's not long-term sustainable and they, they need to start hiring help within their business. Um, so growing, starting, you know, growing in revenue, maybe starting to hire, hiring your first few contractors. But the big thing is that, you know, that in order to continue to grow, that you can't wear every single hat on your own and that you need to start building. A, and I say a team around you lately, right? It doesn't have to be employees, but a right. team of people around you that can support you in your business. Right. Because if you are holding every hat or you are trying to juggle, things are going to slip. You're not going to be, you, things will be missed and it could actually be catastrophic. It could be minor, but then you're spending time undoing what maybe you missed or, you know, scrambling for some reason where you don't have to. Yeah. It could be, it could be big or small things, right? So just forgetting ex expenses, or if you're doing your own QuickBooks or your own accounting right now, you could just be not doing it correctly. Um, we had a client recently who she came to us. She had been doing her own accounting and this poor girl, she thought she was doing it. She like, she was doing a great job. Yeah, she thought she was doing so good. And she was actually doubling all of her income. And so she thought that she was, had this huge growth tra trajectory over the last, last 12 months. And she didn't, she just oh. was categorizing her in income incorrectly. And, and so not only did that have a huge mindset set setback for her, but she also overpaid in her taxes. Right. <gasps> oh, so, so for anybody, like if, if bookkeeping is not your expertise, you want to get people who are experts in it because you want to know that things are being categorized correctly. You don't want to overpay on taxes. You want to make sure that you're looking at your progress of where you're making money and spending money so that you can really dial in on your, on your business decisions. So it doesn't have to be something majorly catastrophic like that. It can be small things. Um, but you know, it could even be business decisions. Like we had a, we had a client who, um, she had started a new revenue stream and she thought the new revenue stream was making her a ton of money. And once we got into her system and tracked everything correctly, she actually found out that 
that was not, she was actually taking a loss from that line of of business. And so it can be small things like that or hiring before you're ready to hire. So big or small, you just want to know. I mean, I know that there's this term is thrown around a lot, like know your numbers, but knowing that things are accurately input into the system so that you can use that information and then know, know it, right. And to be able to have support to really actually be able to use it in real life. hundred percent. It sounds like you are helping quite a few and I will probably be calling you (laughs) here soon too, (laughs) because tax season is upon us, right? It's January and it's coming up quickly. And so what other, do you have any other additional tips or tricks that you have for our listeners that are entrepreneurs, stay at home moms? Uh, maybe they are in the corporate world, um, or the dads out there. I do have some dads that listen. Yeah. Um, so tax season is quickly upon us. And for me, I like to think of, of, of tax season as spring cleaning. So rather than like dreading this time period of your business. Um, maybe we think of it as like new year, new opportunity, I'm not saying go settle resolution around it, but, um, take this opportunity to say, all right, this is fresh. This is clean. This is a new year. What can I put into place to help me get organized for the next tax season? What can I do to help me get organized for this tax season? And if you're, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, you know, the best thing you can do is really clean up your record keeping. So, you know, um, making sure all are all my contracts in the right place. Um, you know, is my business and personal checking account separate? Do I have tracking systems in place? Um, did I spend anything on my personal credit card that I forgot about any expenses, uh, schedule time with your bookkeeper, schedule time with your tax accountant to sit down and make sure that you're not missing out on any expenses. Like, who pays your cell phone? Um, are you using your cell phone mostly for business or personal? Um, so it's just start to think about all of those, um, that, that, that list of things that you've been putting off all year and just flip the mindset around them. Like, I don't want to do it. I'm not a money person. Think this is my opportunity to get it together, start fresh and be able to go into the next tax season with a fresh attitude. Hundred percent, and I think that a lot of us panic when it comes to taxes, or they like to get extensions, or they wait till the last minute. I always prepare early because you don't want to be scrambling, and you want to make sure that you are accounting for every single thing, and also writing off everything that you possibly can, and doing it the right percentage in the right way. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can. I mean, you don't even think about like the internet, for instance, if you're using it for your business, you yeah. can write a portion of that off. Is, am I right? Yeah. Um, there is a, a talk to your, your tax accountant about the home office deduction. And so are you writing off a portion of your internet and, and home, or are you taking the standard home office dedu- deduction? So every year the tax laws change and I would never tell any person, right? Like, I don't care if you have a corporate job or you're a business owner to be a tax expert. Um, it, it's not, it's, you know, I don't even claim to be one, right. They, they change every year. And, um, and so lean on the people around you lean on the experts to say what's changed this year, right? Like what documentation do I need? What are some new deductions lean on them and ask questions 
if they're filing your return for you, you should have an appointment with them. Even if you don't want to make yourself do it. Yeah. We can do hard things, (laughs) you know, get on the phone with them. Right. Like, it's like, it's like getting on the treadmill, right? Like, even if you don't want to go for the run, you do it anyway. Like it's about like investing in our health, investing in, in, in our business, investing in us and bettering. If you're listening to this podcast, you want to better yourself, right? Like in some way, shape or form, you are invested into becoming a, a better person than you were yesterday. And so maybe this year, you get the support that you need and you force yourself to talk to your bookkeeper and you talk to your tax account. And I just want to say one other thing here, your tax account and your bookkeeper should be two different people. You don't want to have your, the same person doing your books, do your taxes. You really want those to do be two different people so that there's a checks and balance. You want to know that your books are being maintained correctly and that your taxes are being done. And if those people spot things that are being done incorrectly, the two of them can say, no, 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 <laughs> um, this needs to be corrected. So make sure, sure. that you have the right team in place. You don't want someone all, I mean, I've had some um, situations in the past where you don't want the same person controlling all of it because it makes it very, very easy for them to possibly rip you off or, you know, put things where they shouldn't. And it, you know, it's unfortunate it does happen. And so I, uh, love that tip that you should keep the bookkeeper and the tax person separate for sure. Yeah. yeah and so absolutely. where, where can we find you if, if, uh, my listeners want to possibly inquire about your services or want to know more about kickstart, uh, where can we find you and, uh, all the things. Yeah. So if you are somebody who's been struggling with your money mindset, um, I encourage you to continue to tune into to podcast and continue to learn about it. We have a podcast called entrepreneur money stories. Uh, listen to other entrepreneurs and their journeys. I think that we can learn so much from each other and, and work with each other to, to improve. So, uh, we have some amazing uh, entrepreneurs on there sharing their, their money mindset journey. Uh, if you are looking for support within your bookkeeping or maybe it's tax season and it's approaching and, and you don't have anything ready for 2021, it's okay. There's people out there. We would love to help you. Um, you can come to kickstartaccountinginc.com uh, and you could book a strategy call with us, book a discovery call. Um, our team is here um, ready to be a resource for you. We could talk about your specific situation and um, what might be a good fit for you. And then coming out with us on social media, uh, my team and I are doing some super fun reels and yeah. Just making me laugh so hard. Reels are my um, jam. So I'm all over that. Yeah. So Instagram, it's kickstart accounting. And I mean, there's nothing funnier than a group of accountants doing reels. So, oh, yeah. I bet. I bet. <laughs> so I'll definitely go check those out and uh, we'll make sure that everything is in the show notes and all the links are there. And I really appreciate you sharing your tips and tricks and your story with us, Danielle. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Great. And everyone go check out Danielle on social, go find out about all the accounting funny reels that she's going to be doing. And then, uh, book a discovery call with her. If you have questions, uh, regarding tax season or, or your uh, finances. And so till the next episode, I will catch you guys later. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. 
See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.